Okay, welcome back. Looks like we're live. Episode three of the podcast. So just got me and Shane on here now while we get our uh, our, our guest is in the dressing room. Oh, uh, he's in the trailer. I oh, was just, uh, just kidding around. No, myself and uh, Shane just thought we'd have a little bit of preamble here today before we bring on our guest, which is Neil Uga, and he's an owner of Sound Salon in St. Yeah. John's. So it's going to be exciting. Yeah, for sure. Good, him on. good buddy of mine. Grew up with Neil, great fellow, and he's got a got a, a, an exciting story and a bit of a, a unique background as a young business owner in the spa and, I guess, styling industry. So certainly excited to hear a little bit about his thoughts and how he got involved there and how he's making out with not only a, a business goal, but three little kids at home too. I'm sure him and his wife are having a great time these days. <laughs> you know, I was watching... Uh, I don't, know, we don't have any kids, but I was watching Bill Maher. Bill Maher just seems to hate children. <laughs> it just seems. But he says, what was it Bill Maher was saying? He said, like, uh, uh, people with kids, they confide in me because I don't have any children. And they say, you know, I love my kids, but uh, I love my kids. But if I could do it again, I, I wouldn't have them. <laughs> Which is which is horrible, but uh, I, I think I think there's probably a few parents feeling like that with uh, yeah. this, uh, this isolation that we're in, this quarantine, which hopefully is almost over because we're at zero cases again for the uh, seventh day in a row here in St. John's. Anyways, we're lucky here. Newfoundland, Newfoundland, Labrador, not just St. John's. Yeah, Newfoundland, Labrador. Yeah, yeah. I guess Saskatchewan's planning on reopening themselves. They got a bit of a five-step process out in Saskatchewan, so. Rightly or wrongly, who knows? I guess you never know until you happen to try. I mean, you got to try it. I mean, listen, we can't stay like this forever. I mean, that's you know, that's the crazy part. And I think some people, I think some people are getting settled into it. But like, you got to understand, the government can't keep sending these checks out and can't. You know, you're not this curb program is not going to be available forever. You know, the SEPA program for businesses not going to be available forever. I saw that today, and we're recording this uh, on Friday, April 24th. So there might be a delay in when we put this out, but I saw today Trudeau announced that they're going to have a rent program uh, for, uh, for businesses. And uh, I mean, that's, that's great. And those are necessary, uh, you know, actions being taken by the government to, you know, get us through this health crisis. You know, the reality of the situation is, is that we do have to have a plan uh, to get back to work or else, you know, we're going to be in trouble. And I appreciate that they have one out in Saskatchewan and I'd like to see one here. I mean, we've had a week of zero cases, uh, I think there's less than 50 active cases uh, in the province here right now. So we seem to be in a pretty good position. So I'd like to, you know, I'd like to see um, what that plan looks like for reopening. For sure. Yeah. I guess on the, on the sports side too, I mean, I know you and I are both big sports fans, but like PGA tour is kind of starting back up with no fans for now. Um, NFL right. had their draft last night, lots of talks for NBA and NHL starting to reopen or starting to get into, put a bit of a plan in place to get things back rolling. So it's definitely lots of people, lots of different organizations and groups talking about how do we get out of this? And what's the, what's the first step we need to take to do it safely? Yeah. And again, you know, for, uh, for, for Neil from Sound Salon, I think that's going to be something to be interesting um, is, is how he intends to reopen as well. When he comes on, we'll ask him about that. But I mean, you know, getting your hair cut, I mean, those are, those are, you know, as you can see, I think both of us could probably use a haircut and, uh, I mean, you know, that's close, uh, close quarters and, uh, you know, how, how are you going to do that? But I mean, the reality of the situation is, I mean, we can't like, we can't, we can't do this for two years. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So there has to be a plan in place. And, and, uh, you know, I keep hearing new normal and that seems to be a, a term that they're, that they're throwing out there a bit. And, and, uh, I'd like to have an idea of what that new normal looks like, you know, and, and I think Saskatchewan's plan from what I've seen is groups of 10 are not allowed to gather and, and certain things like that. Um, yep. Yep. I wouldn't want to be in the restaurant industry, though, and and we're, we we've tried to get a couple of restaurant guests on, and and they haven't uh, haven't come on yet. But I mean, you think about the restaurant industry. I mean, how can you survive in the restaurant industry if you only let have ten people in your place at a time? You know, exactly. Um, no, big yeah. time. It's it's going to be interesting. I think in terms of the new norm or the new normal, I think a lot of that is like the social distancing side of things. Like, obviously, people are going to get back to work. Life's going to go back to normal. Kids are going to go back to school, sports, all that stuff is going to happen eventually. But I guess just people being more aware and more cognizant of staying a little bit further away from people, not kind of being up in people's faces in the grocery store, at the store, walking down the street, that kind of stuff. I think it's a lot to do with the social distancing. People are going to start to take it upon themselves to be 
a little more accountable for their actions or inaction sometimes, I guess, which is good yeah. to see. I think that's good to see that people are finally taking some matters into their own hands, for lack of a better term, for their own health and safety instead of just hoping for the best, which is good to see. Yeah. I mean, for me, I'm a bit of an introvert extrovert. So I'm, I'm kind of both. It's sort of weird, but I do like my space. But at the same time, you know, I do like the, the jibber jabber and, and uh, I, you know, I, I do like being around people. Uh, but, uh, you know, no, like not, nothing beats a nice cold pint down at Blue on Water. <laughs> Absolutely. But I, I mean, for me, it's kind of it's kind of neat now. Like, you don't have to worry about people coming up and talking to you on the street or you know, people will like, you know, cross the street you know, so that you, you maintain social distancing. So I'm like, this is great. Cause I never used to like to randomly run into people on the street anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I hear you. Sure. you know, it's, that's been eliminated now from, uh, from our, uh, you know, social norms. I, the thing that gets me is I wonder if handshaking is going to come back with any regard. Um, you know, I see the, the elbow bump that people do. Uh, I wonder if, if that's going to be it. I, I shared an article to my Facebook page the other day about uh, live long and prosper. I mean, maybe that's not what bad. we can do. You know, yeah. it's only logical, Shane. It's only no, it's logical. <laughs> We're all going to start doing the old Howie Mandel and fist bumps only. Who knows? Well, but I mean, or fit, I mean, fist bumps are still, you know, you're still having contact with the hand. I mean, I, I guess it's not as bad, you know, on the no, front of the yeah, hand, but I mean, you know, yeah. yeah. It's so. going to be interesting. It is. It's going to be, I mean, it's going to be, it's what, another 30 days, is it, that at least here in Canada and the U.S., that the borders are closed off for non-essential travel? Is it another 30, I think, another month, thereabouts? So it's still yeah. a little ways away before things even start to get back to normal. Well, that's the thing. Is is travel going to happen at all? Like, you know, uh, of course, me and a couple of the guys and myself and, and my partner, Jessica, she we, we talked about going down to... Uh, Florida in the fall and going and seeing a football game in, in Tampa Bay. And now Tampa Bay, the Bucks have, you know, they, the big news is they, they signed Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski came out of retirement. And yeah, I, I think Patriots fans are, uh, are, torn. are, are yeah, are, they're torn and hurting a little bit, I think. But, yeah. you know, so we're, we were all talking about going down to Tampa before all this happened because it's a quick flight from where we are, you know, nice weather. Tampa's is easy going city. And now this is, you know, now their football team is pretty good. So it makes it even better. But, I mean, is travel going to be open? Like, is that a wise move to go? And I mean, we're not talking about like, you know, next month. I mean, we're talking about October, November, you know, like, I mean, that's, yeah, that's the crazy thing. So, you know, I, I don't know. It's going to be, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting weird. for sure. It's, it is it's going to be change life as we know it. Yeah. And I, I definitely want to plan. I want to plan. I want to know what, the plan is like or just something i need a plan you know i just you know somebody come out with something i wish you know in government every day they come like the other day they had a a, a, a show of like putting hand sanitizer on your hand and how to put a mask on it's just like well i don't need to i don't need to see that all right and I, I you know i think the majority of people don't need to see that you if you really don't know how to put on a mask you can go on youtube so and then this is the type of stuff they're coming out with and i honestly we haven't heard one thing about you know what we're going to do to restart the economy again and uh we're already in a pickle and so it's a sure. but you know of course i guess i get fired up on this talking as a business owner a little bit you know that stress uh, comes over me a little bit but also like you know as as a as a business owner you you, you sort of feel at least i do i feel a responsibility for society is just kind of the way that i am i know you're like that too you sort of you know you feel a responsibility towards others and, uh, you know, that's, that's why I'm interested. That's why I want to know what the plan is. <laughs> oh, for sure. I hear you there. All right, well, I'd say let's jump over. We'll get Neil on here and have a little chat with him, and we'll, uh, we'll see what Neil's saying about how Sound Salon is adapting here in the new world and what their plans are going forward and just a little bit of story about another local business owner. All right, guys, so we got Neil Luca on the line here on the Zoom call with myself and Aaron. Uh, Neil and his partner, Kara, are the owners of Sound Salon and Spa in beautiful downtown St. John's. Um, Neil's down at the salon now, I guess, picking away at some, I'm sure, inventory and cleaning up a little bit from the, the past four years of ownership that you guys have been there. I'm sure there's been a couple little corners neglected, so you're 
catching up on some lost time, I'm sure. And I guess spending a bit of time away from the kids too, getting a little break away from the kids for a couple hours. Oh, definitely, Shane. With uh, with three kids at home, you know, it's uh, and COVID going on. It's a uh, it's a great opportunity to get down to the salon and check out a few things maybe you haven't looked at in a while. So, in light of the situation, there's definitely some things to look at, right? So we're happy for the time. Yeah, for sure. Um, what's downtown looking like today? Anyone walking around? It is a decent day out. Beautiful day out right now. So we've got a lot of people going for walks by the looks of things. Every you know, anytime I'm down here for a nice day, uh, it seems like the foot traffic is uh, is rather large. I guess people popping in, uh, going for walks, maybe picking up some takeout, that kind of thing. Deadly. I did, I did drive down earlier. I picked up some sushi for lunch and it, there was a decent bit of traffic out. And yeah, man, always a, always a beauty day to be downtown strolling around for sure. Yeah. As construction. Is the construction there? Is yeah. That- yeah. So I'm looking at it there now. They're, uh, they're working on it. And, uh, you know, I think it's, you know, the city was really wondering if they should give it the green light to go ahead in light of COVID. Uh, I think it's great that they decided to, uh, plug away at it considering we'd all be shut down but uh yeah i guess given less traffic it's not really much of an impact to people but uh yeah it's definitely on the go cool no that's good I, I, it, it is good i mean it's been a i know for downtown businesses it's been rough because last year they had the construction on that uh uh that other side of course and so that slowed down business and of course they were going to do it again this year and uh I, you know, I know, I know this year as well, we've had snowmageddon and now we have COVID. So it's been, it's probably been a rough time to be downtown. So you wouldn't want to open up from COVID and then go right back into construction again, you know, that, you know. Yeah, definitely not. I think it'd just be a perfect storm of, uh, of bad thing, bad events for us, right? Uh, last year we went through the construction, that leg was right directly in front of our business. Yeah. Uh, so we went through that, but we also had tourism we had a lot of people traveling in the, into the community over the summer supporting us uh, i think with covid that industry right well that piece of our business coming up in the summertime is definitely going to be scaled back significantly uh throwing that in conjunction with um with construction would just be just be terrible right so yeah for sure okay um so yeah i mean like geez me and you neil we've known each other i guess for I'm going to say a little under 20 years, maybe probably yeah. 15 for sure. 15, 20 sounds about right. Yeah. Thereabouts back to the old junior high basketball, soccer days, getting up to no good after school and on the weekends. Oh, you got it, man. Yeah. built there for sure. I, uh, I think back to it often. For sure, man. Um, so, I mean, I, I know I find your, I don't know if I saying your story is the right word or the right context there, but I find it interesting, your background and kind of how you came to be in St. John's, Newfoundland, Labrador, and then obviously being a young entrepreneur now, if you just want to kind of walk us through a little bit of that, give us the quick history on who you are and how you became or how you got into the spa industry here in the province. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, thanks, Shane. Appreciate it. Um, So, yeah, I guess my story or I was born in Louisiana back in uh, back in the late 80s, uh, spent my, a lot of my childhood there. Uh, my father was big in the uh, oil industry, working with Schlumberger. So we, as a family, moved up to Newfoundland, a place I'd never heard of uh, up until that point, uh, for Hibernia. So you had a great big offshore boom going and uh, perfect time for my family to move up, jump in on this opportunity, and really just uh, spread our roots. So uh, my father worked in the industry for, uh, he just retired only a couple of years ago, um, working on different oil projects, but oil is definitely what brought us here. And um, over the years as a kid, just through sports, like soccer, uh, basketball, hockey, really built lots of relationships here in town. Uh, Newfoundland really became home to me. And if, uh, you know, when I, when I think about um where home is St. John's would always be uh, where I consider that hometown to be. Um, so over the years, uh, I you know had the pleasure of meeting my wife, Kara. Uh, we uh, started a small family back uh, eight years ago with our son Kale, and uh, really dove right in. At the time, we were living in Toronto, 
uh, where she, I was working on my BBA and she was uh, doing hair school through Aveda, which uh, Aveda would be the, uh, the brand that we use now uh, at our location here at Sound. And um, over the years of her building her career and me completing my degree, we kind of got to a point where we thought, you know, we've got a lot of ideas. We work really well together. She wanted to take the next step in her career and, and take ownership. And ownership became an opportunity for us. Um, so together, you know, through due diligence and a lot of hard work over, over about the span of a year. Yeah. We kind of matched each piece together and uh, were able to, uh, to acquire this business and, and take it to where it is today. Um, so that was in 2016 that we were able to start uh, and take over sound. So she's been with the business for uh, over eight years now. Uh, and uh, yeah, we just celebrated our four-year anniversary uh, just the end of last month during, unfortunately, during the COVID-19 crisis. Definitely not the way you wanted to, for sure. Um, just w walk me through, Neely. I, I didn't even know this, but walk me through what it's like being someone in their late 20s with a at least one child at the time, maybe two, but definitely one. Kale definitely would have been born when you guys took over sound. What? How was that intimidating? Was that nerve wracking? Were you anxious? Kind of going all in through? What? What did that make you as a young professional feel like? Oh, for sure. I mean, I think anybody, as an entrepreneur, you're feeling a lot of feelings no matter what situation you're in. Having three kids, we, start, we, we started our business with two kids at the time. And we had our, having one child under our belt for several years now, I really uh, felt that it just progressed uh, me forward a lot further in terms of my, uh, my desire to to expand my, myself, my, my family, things like that. Uh, my will to, uh, to take on new challenges, take risks, that kind of thing. Um, so I think it kind of, I think having children early actually benefited me there to prep me for what I'm doing now. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it, with being an entrepreneur and, and, uh, and taking on new risks, sometimes you, uh, you know, you're, you accept that there's going to be challenges and you know, you, you, you identify that the relationships you have built and you're able to put those together and help overcome anything that might come your way. So I think for myself and Kara, uh, with her experience in the industry, uh, already being in the industry for several years and, uh, our, our relationship that we had, I think it was, a uh, you know, it, it was less stressful getting into it. I think we were both committed right away to know that, you know, this is something that we could see being uh, profitable for us and uh, beneficial for our family in the long run. How's the, uh, how's the dynamic, the family dynamic? Uh, I, I grew up in a family business, uh, so I've got a little bit of insight into it, but uh, how, how is the family dynamic of it all? You know, as I'm sure you know, you wear, in a family business, you, you wear different hats at the same table sometimes, right? You're not sure which hat you might have on. But you, you know, you, you set up a relationship, you set up, uh, you set up communication that consists of, you know, these are your core responsibilities. You, you, you set up tasks and, and uh, uh, as long as, if you can, <laughs> if you can correctly navigate through those uh, and, and set up those tasks correctly and know where you stand and where the other person stands, you're able to really work together and not let it uh, uh, affect say your uh, how you parent at home or your relationship together at home, right? So uh, it it is one thing that definitely has its challenges, but being conscientious of it uh, just helps us work together better, right? And specifically related to your business, how does so how does that look? Because your wife sort of leads the, uh, the, the yeah yeah. So Kira would be more of like the creative director. She definitely works closer with the stylists themselves. Uh, and myself, I'm more on the back end, so doing more of the administrative work, some of the marketing, uh, plug-in numbers, that kind of thing, right? I was going to call it front of house and back of house, but I wasn't sure if that was the right terminology, so. If you want to put it short, yeah, front and back for sure. We separate it that way. Have your children taken any interest in the, uh, in the business at all? Uh, so our daughter, Meredith, our daughter, Meredith, will be five uh, next month. And she is the one that's always kind of listening in, watching, seeing how things are going. 
Uh, and so I think if, uh, if anyone was to be a part of it down the road, she would definitely be one to jump in. She's really big on uh, asking questions about the services we do, uh, interested in products, things like that, right? So she just has a natural uh, attraction to it. And uh, it's really great for us because, uh, you know, just get to entertain her and show her kind of the benefits of, of running a salon. And she can come in and get a few things done if she likes. And it's, it's fun. Cool. Okay. Um, just kind of curious, Neil, I mean, Aaron's a small business owner, I'm a small business owner, you're a small business owner. What's the, what's the dynamic like with the personalities and the stylists who are, I, I'm going to say most of them, I'm making a generalization here, but most of them are our age, so 20s, 30s, I would think most stylists are. Um, what's it like dealing with those kind of personalities and those individuals who, some I'm sure are your friends, probably close friends of yours. How does that kind of work for you guys as business owners? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, we've had the benefit of working with some really tremendous staff over the years. Uh, a lot of really creative minds that bring a lot to the table. And, uh, you know, in, in where we're located in downtown St. John's, having that, uh, having that as your core is just amazing, right? So managing that over the years, we've had a lot of, uh, a lot of people who, uh, are very driven in this industry, work with us, um, ambitious to grow forward. So it, it really helps drive your growth strategy. Um, if you're able to have those people who are, who are working with you, who are, are goal-oriented, they really want to uh, uh, succeed in the long run. And, uh, you know, it, it brings a lot of different, uh, you know, different ideas to the table. So, uh, you know, the way we look at uh, in this industry can be looked at as, you know, each stylist and esthetician can kind of be managing their own business. It's something that uh, a lot of these uh, uh, professionals strive to be one day as their own business owner. So having, having that uh, mentality and that drive already in your workplace through each employee uh, can be really beneficial when fused together uh, to help drive the entire business forward. Almost like when they succeed, you succeed kind of thing. Exactly. Exactly. It's a win-win for everyone when all are in and, uh, you know, it can only, uh, go forward that way. Right. Okay. I, I'm really curious, you know, to, of course, COVID is, and sorry guys, my internet is really unstable. Today. Is, is, is it working fine now or? You're good now for me. Yeah. No. Okay. That's good. I don't know what's going on. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, I'm really interested. Of course, we're living life under COVID right now. And, you know, businesses are shut down everywhere. Myself and Shane were talking about this before you got on the call is that, you know, we need to have a, an open up plan because we can't live like this forever. The government is not going to have the money to be able to continue to, uh, to uh, keep people uh, paid, I guess. And so, um, and so I think it's important for us to start thinking about those, those reopening plans. But then, of course, you hear the term new normal all the time. And, and I wonder, you know, how you think new normal is going to look for your business. Have you, have you had a chance to think about that or? Yeah, Aaron, great question. Um, and yeah, so you guys are, you know, you guys are obviously facing the same situation of being shut down with COVID. So uh, it's, it's a tough time for business for all. Um, so it, it has definitely uh, made us look at the future a little differently, how we're going to operate our business uh, in this, like you said, new normal. Um, so we've been trying to communicate with government, find out first off, when do they expect this to end and come back and how that will be? Yeah. Uh, so short-term changes we know we're going to have to make is probably how many staff we have on at one given time, probably going to be open longer than we are now. Uh, so our hours are going to stretch, but the capacity will be limited. So it will definitely be uh, a challenge for how we're going to operate um, and be, uh, and, operate our revenues that way and control our costs as they're obviously going to go up if we're going to be open longer. That kind of thing. But what we're also really wondering is we're super close contact with each guest that comes in. We're touching them. You know, we're, uh, we're in, there's no way we can keep six feet different di distance from somebody. Um, but other measures that might come in place with PPE and things like that. So we're wondering um, what those kind of limitations or expectations will be. Uh, and guidelines that might be necessary from a safety perspective. Uh, and then how those, and then, and then I guess second to that would be 
Um, obviously, there's a very short supply uh, or limited supply of this PPE right now as it's needed for healthcare workers. And um, we obviously not being uh, an essential service offering right now would definitely want that PPE to be put in the hands of those that need it. Um, so I guess, you know, we're going to look to acquire some of that when it's, when it's available to us, but by no means would we want to, uh, to have to take that from others that uh, definitely need it. Um, while we know we're going to need more of it at, at some point for our business. So it's, it's tough. So do you imagine wearing masks, you know, cutting hair and that sort of, is that, is that how you're imagining this looking? Uh, yeah, you know, it, it could definitely look that way. We've been, uh, we've been talking with uh, others in our network uh, throughout Canada, uh, locally and throughout Canada. And we think, you know, this is definitely, like you said, the new normal will be, uh, will be a cautious, uh, more uh, um, safety, increase, enhanced safety oriented. Yeah, um, service operation. Right? I think about. Uh, I just keep thinking about a photography series with all this because it's just it's so strange. I find everything everything to me feels foreign and doesn't feel real. It it almost feels like we're living out a movie instead of real life. And uh, so I just think about you know from a photography perspective. I mean, I mean that image down at your salon of you know getting your hair cut and or you know and and going through that with the the masks and everything. You know, it's just. So interesting, you know. Um, it, it is, you know. We we hope it doesn't have to be that way, you know. But I think uh, it's something we're just, you know, we're gonna have to expect uh, and be ready for in case that is the measure. And it might not be forever, you know. We're thinking uh, short term type of deal until all is settled. But um, you know, we're obviously gonna listen to the uh, the advice of all the health officials. And, and I really hope that the health officials and the government. Uh, are are out talking to people like you? Yeah, so they can get that. They can get that advice, so they can know more about your business. And and because uh, I I find that's a lot of the time, you know, government when they put in laws or practices or you know that they 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 sometimes they don't really know the, what the situation is, and it would really help if they were to to go out and and, and talk to you know the actual business owners on how some of these regulations or restrictions are going to affect their business and. Uh, if it's feasible or not, you know, so. Exactly. We want those communications to be there. You know, we've been uh, reaching out to government to, uh, to get those, keep that communication going and uh, make sure that any kind of uh, restrictions that do come in place or uh, for our business that we can be compliant, but we need to know in, in advance, right? We need to be able to uh, change our models and be able to, uh, to react, but also for them to be able to listen to, uh, to our concerns. Yeah. And how has the response been? You, you, so you say you've reached out. So so far, we haven't heard a whole lot uh, with our industry uh, in terms of locally. We're seeing a lot of activity down in the states right now. Uh, in fact, uh, you see in some states like Georgia right now, you can be getting a haircut in a in a salon right now. Um, but uh, so we're we're checking to see kind of how they're operating. But uh, they're in totally different circumstances than we are right now. I I can't imagine it lasting long down there before they're getting a second wave. But, uh, you know, it's uh, our, our government, I think, will, while they've opened the opportunity for us to communicate to them, I think we're in a better position than uh, somewhere down south, south of the border. Right now. Yeah. So, you know, while I am an American, I'm, it's, another, it's another perk to have moved up here as, as a child and uh, been able to, uh, to grow as a, and become a Canadian. You know, um, you know, we've we've got a great country and great province here uh, to to live in, and uh, you know, I think uh, <laughs> I don't know if we'd be saying the same as a as a salon down south right now. Yeah. So if America invades us, you're you'd fight on our side. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't be much use in, in any fight, but uh, <laughs> you know, I'd definitely be on uh, on this side. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I do kind of want to jump into that, the whole staying here in Newfoundland versus moving back home, I guess, or moving back to your birthplace. But before we jump into that, have you, what kind of interaction or what kind of processes have you had with some of the stimulus packages that the federal government's put out? Have you guys been availing of any of those? Has it been an easy process? Is it difficult? Any advice or guidance for anyone? 
So first off, some of the, uh, right away, we, you know, unfortunately we had to lay off uh, the majority of our, of our staff, uh, given we had no idea when we'd be coming back. Um, just a great, just a, took avail uh, of that so they could at least uh, start earning some more uh, paychecks that way. Hopefully this wouldn't be a long-term situation. Uh, we could all get back to work pretty quickly. But uh, in terms of stimulus, um, we've availed, been able to avail through our bank to the uh, Canada loan, uh, which will help us with our cash flow over the next little while. Um, one of the big things that we were really uh, concerned about was uh, our commercial rent. Um, a big factor down here, prime real estate downtown St. John's. Uh, you know, how do we keep the lights on with no revenue? Um, that kind of thing. So uh, we've had good good communication with our with our landlord here, and given the recent stimulus update today, uh, we'll be able to significantly cut back how much we're able how much we're obligated to pay for rent. Uh, so that'll help us stay open and reopen whenever that time comes. Um, and as the, uh, Canada business account was announced, um, uh, with, uh, the other program, the, uh, wage subsidy up to 75%, uh, as soon as that's available for us to be able to offer to our staff, uh, we'll be plugging away at it. But, uh, right now it just hasn't become available for us to be able to, uh, to actually take advantage of. So, um, while we're happy, the government has been able to come up with these plans. Uh, we just haven't, you know, some of them just haven't been available at our fingertips yet, uh, which has definitely been frustrating. For sure. And Aaron, I guess as a small business owner who hasn't laid anyone off yet, I'm going to put you in the guest seat here. What's it, what's your been, what's your experience been with some of the stimulus packages and plans that the federal government's put out? Taking a really long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, that's, that's the biggest thing It's you know, taking a really long time. I also have gotten the, the, the small business loans that they have there. The terms of that loan are fantastic. I mean, they really are. And, and they're definitely a big help. It's $40,000, um, per company. Uh, so, I mean, that's, that's nice. At the end of the day, $40,000 for business is not a whole lot of money. Uh, but, uh, you know, it helps. And, uh, Monday they're opening up the portal supposedly for the wage subsidy. Uh, which is going to be great. Um, so that's, you know, that's, that's going to be fantastic and help us out a little bit, but no, I mean, for, for, I mean, for our business, I mean, we were, we were in a good position and of course, you know, we were, we were sort of getting ready for growth and some of those stages, you know, we we're maybe developing a bit of a war chest to, uh, to, to, to help with that. And, uh, you know, so I guess we're sort of, we're sort of digging into that a little bit to, to keep things going. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think we're going to come out of this strong and, uh, you know, I'm an optimistic person and I think you have to be as an entrepreneur. And, but I mean, it's, you know, part of the reason why we're doing stuff like, you know, this podcast here is because, you know, we won't sit idle and, uh, not going down without a fight. So, uh, <laughs> so, you know, and that's, and that's the way you got You got to do it. We, we, we've been making a lot of, uh, you know, we've been doing a lot of different things internally with our business and, uh, it's certainly things are different, but, uh, I, I still feel very positive. The good news is, is I've been doing a bit of reading and uh, normally after a pandemic, uh, there is a, uh, there is an economic boost. You look at the roaring twenties, uh, as an example of that. So, um, it's interesting. I, I'm really interested in, in globally how this is going to work and some of the effects from that and, and what's, and what's going to happen. You know, supply chains are going to change and, uh, Actually, I wonder, Luca, for your business as well, or, or Neil, uh, I, I wonder for uh, for your businesses as well. Did, did people call you Luca <laughs> growing up? Was that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a cool name. That's why. That's why I went to it. You know, Thanks. but yeah, no. But I, uh, you know, I wonder in terms of the bit your business too uh, on the supply side. I mean, you know, for your products and stuff, do a lot of those come out of China or? Uh, is, is the supply chain looking different now for you coming out of this? So a lot of our products are actually manufactured in the United States, um, but a lot of the key ingredients that are, that are sourced and put into these products come from all across the world. So what, I, what I'm seeing uh, and projecting in the future, just what I've read, things like that, uh, is kind of a deglobalization from something like COVID, where you're really looking to source a lot of your product uh, as close to home as possible in the event of something like this happening again. And we're seeing that right now across the board where uh, in terms of PPE, 
uh, other companies stepping up producing these products eventually to a point where maybe government can say, okay, we can source this product locally rather than getting it globally. So I think there's definitely a big disruption coming in terms of the global supply chain. I'm not sure how much it's going to affect us yet uh, as we're, we get our product from a supplier in Halifax who sources it from uh, Aveda in Minneapolis. And uh, so it'd be interesting to see what's going to happen with those key ingredients and how that might affect the supply and production. But um, in the short term, I don't think it's going to be a problem, but it could be if we have uh, multiple pandemics like this uh, over the next few years or decades, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's gonna it's gonna change things. And and back to the question that you asked, Shane. Yeah, I mean we've been, uh, you know, we've been. It's it's great to know that the government has put those programs in place in terms of the wage subsidy. I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, I know that you had to claim it as income at the at the back end of the year, but we'll deal with that then at that yeah. time, and 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 hopefully we'll be in a much stronger position. But it's uh, it's definitely it's definitely weird times for sure. Yeah, it's definitely uh, it's definitely a strange time for sure. And uh, you know, like you said, Aaron, it's while it's 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 hard to navigate what's coming next. At the same time, you've been able to sit back and uh, look at some other parts of your business and been able to uh, like with this podcast for yourselves, uh, try something new and uh, stay busy in a time where there's not much going on. Yeah, sure. And just on that note, so how have you guys? Are you guys offering online sales? Are you doing pickups? Are people still kind of looking for some of your products? How have you guys adapted in COVID to continue to hopefully make in a, a bit of cash flow here? Yeah, so through our social media channels uh, and, and our uh, online presence, we've been able to communicate with guests to encourage uh, or offer uh, uh, product retail purchase here in the salon. So we'll actually do uh, free contactless delivery in the metro area. And we're also shipping products across the island as well if needed. Um, so we've had to adjust that way. Uh, retail is definitely a, a solid chunk of our business. Yeah. Um, but uh, the key piece we're missing, obviously, is the service industry that we're, uh, that we're used to providing. But um, it's been able to help us, you know, just keep some minimal cash flow right now. Also connect with guests uh, and customers that are looking for that product, want to support us. And we, we can't thank them enough. Uh, for that support that they've shown us. So um, we're not able to provide any kind of haircut or color service from a distance, but we can definitely still get uh, the product in their hands that they're, that they're looking for. Okay, cool. And I mean, there's, a, I don't want to say there's a ton of different salons and spas around in um, beauty shops, but you guys seem to have positioned yourselves in terms of, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but the our demographic, again, I keep coming back to the mid-20s to late-30s kind of demographic seems to be your bread and butter. Is that fair to say? You know, our, our demographic, well, we've got a lot of uh, stylists that are in that demographic working here. We, we definitely uh, expand to a larger, broader demographic here in downtown St. John's. A lot of people, um, uh, we've got a lot of, a lot of people who are traveling here. We've got a lot of business professionals downtown, uh, and also people who just want to come down and, and feel the experience that we offer. Um, so walk, that, walk me through that a little bit. What's the, what's the experience that you guys offer, the, I guess the secret sauce that you guys offer to encourage people and keep them coming back? You'll have, you'll have to come down and check us out, Shane, when we reopen. But, uh, we'll do a vlog. We'll do a video series. I'll come down and get some, some, uh, Spike tips again or something. He he here too. It's getting a little long there now, but yeah, he'd be a, he'd be a great male model. <laughs> I, I won't take off my hat, but I've let myself go pretty uh, pretty long here now uh, over this pandemic. But uh, yeah, back to your question, Shane. The experience here at Sound, you know, we <laughs> in light of COVID, we really we really take a really hands-on approach and customer care when you're coming in here. We want to make you feel like you're at home. Um, that everything, every all attention, all details that I have been paid attention to, right? Uh, we want to make you feel uh, the best you can feel. You know, we we take pride in putting smiles on people's faces every single day, and over exceeding their expectations. So, coming in here, getting your hair cut, hot towel on your face, foot soak, uh, Aveda tea, that kind of thing. Just uh, just some key pieces to our overall experience in the salon and spa. So, you know, 
like I said, you guys will just have to come down, check us out, uh, experience it for yourselves, and uh, let us know how you think. You've got a great name. That's that's for sure. You've got a great name. Like the the name the name says uh, the name says quality, and uh, it does say, it does have that. Uh, I guess a higher end feel to it. I mean, is that sort of where you're trying to position your brand, or is it? Uh, Definitely. We want to be an upscale service here in St. John's. Uh, and I think, it, you know, a lot of that trickles down to just the commitment and passion that we feel from our staff. Uh, the relationships that they build with each guest that comes in uh, is, is paramount to our business. And uh, that's what speaks to it. So how do you, because that's a good point. So frontline staff obviously is key to your success and your continued growth. How do you find those people or how do they find you? What's the, what's the dynamic there? So being a big name in St. John's definitely brings a lot of attraction, attraction from, from uh, new talent or existing talent. Uh, so we definitely get a lot of it sent our way, uh, but we're always looking for, for new ourselves and we're trying to go out and find uh, that key person that, that really fits into our business. Um, so it, it, can be, it can be challenging, but you know, in this industry, there's a lot of ideas, a lot of passionate people that come along and uh, having a good read on people uh, when you're, you're chatting about their futures and can really help position uh, each piece that comes into our, our salon. So um, yeah, with this industry, you're, you're getting a lot of driven individuals who, who want to succeed uh, and need to prove themselves. So having kind of some, some sort of competitions uh, real, amongst themselves really helps uh, them enter the industry uh, as it's so as it's a very competitive industry, um, and I think we've been able to channel that well here at Sound. And staying on trend is so important in your business. Um, and 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 how how do you do that in your business? Or what uh, you know? What are the elements? That yeah, Kira would be best to speak to this as a, a more of a creative side. But uh, through continuous education, um, we're lucky to be. Uh, uh, affiliated with a brand, uh, Aveda, um, that is known globally. And we've been able to avail consistently to uh, continuous education for our staff so that they're able to stay up on trends, create new ideas, uh, and just be able to just enhance that delivery of service to their guests uh, each and every time. Right? So being in tune with that uh, is definitely uh, a key factor for us going forward. Uh, we, if we're not doing that, we're going to stay stagnant. And uh, this industry, uh, if you want to be a leader, you've got to be ahead of that curve. Cool. Okay. And I, I guess not really a question, but I mean, as an employee, I would think that someone who values continuous education and who's kind of always on top of the trends, that's pretty cool to be able to work for an employer who values that and who sees that as a a key part in the future growth plan and the, the continuous, I guess, rolling down the road for sound. It's, it's good to see and good to hear that you guys are investing not only in the business, but in the, the employees and the stylists who are working for you to make sure that they are up on the latest trends and the latest styles to offer to their clients. That's, that's kind of cool to hear as well. Yeah. You know, we, uh, we certainly think it's uh, it's huge for their, for them individually uh, not just ourselves as a business, but giving them the opportunity, uh, offering, um, paying for uh, education for them to avail to uh, is motivating for them and uh, also encourages them to, uh, to work on these things in their own time. Uh, you know, with, here we are in 2020, uh, trends move so quickly. Uh, they're staying on top of it in their own time, aside from us helping them with it as well. So they're able to come up with uh, new ideas that they've seen, new trends, and perfect those things. Uh, and it's, it's, it's great to see. Right? I hear masks are really in right now. Masks and scruffy beards. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Yeah, it's, it's definitely big for us right now. <laughs> and so uh, I just, I'm just curious if you've seen any opportunities uh, from this COVID business that you know that you maybe didn't see before and and coming out of this that you're thinking hey maybe i can go in this direction or i know it's probably a little different for your business but uh, i'm just curious to know if there are any sort of different opportunities anything that you've seen um in terms of an opportunity it's going to be interesting to see uh we haven't seen anything huge for us right now it's definitely posed more of a disadvantage for our business as we're 
going to be scaling back significantly when we do open. Uh, we anticipate that anyway. Um, what that might allow for us is to be able to spend more time with each guest, right? So uh, just able to accelerate uh, our quality of service to each person as they come in, um, as we may not be able to attend to uh, more people in those time frames. So it uh, might give us some more time one-on-one with each person and help strengthen relationships that way. So uh, we'll look at that as an opportunity and see whatever other opportunities might come forward. Um, hopefully the services we're able to offer, uh, not everyone will have to wear that mask, right? So we'll be able to deliver everything that we're used to delivering uh, and ho- hopefully won't have to scale anything back in terms of the service offerings. Your, your clientele, is it largely female or male or how, what, uh, what's, your, what's your average customer, I guess? Yeah, and, you know, it definitely varies. We get a lot, uh, a lot of, uh, of all genders in our salon, right? So um, we definitely, uh, we encourage anybody uh, to come in, whether they're uh, looking for a short haircut, long haircut. We're not, uh, we're not going to uh, uh, discriminate that way. You know, we're, we're, we're welcoming to anybody. Uh, so it, it definitely varies. We definitely do more long haircuts. Uh, as more of our bread and butter uh, and hair color would be kind of our, our top services for uh, for those demographics that we service here. Yeah, and so is it is it strictly haircuts? Are you guys into beard trimming or do you do nails or is there any kind of that, any sort of that service that's uh, offered? Yeah, so aside from all of our salon services, uh, we do skin services like massage, we do nails, we do facials. Um, so we've got quite a full scale service. Uh, here at Sound, so we're not—we're definitely not just hair. Uh, we've got a strong team in our spa. Uh, so if you're looking for anything like that, Aaron, come oh, on. How often do you avail of the facial services? I could use some. Uh, do you do seaweed or uh, what? Are you- <laughs> Honestly, the facial is probably my favorite service in the in this building. Uh, it's a real chance for you just to just step away from everything. So whenever all this is done, said and done, you need a real break from everything. A break, the break from nothing, just come in and really just, we'll take it away for you. There you go. That's good. Um, I'm down. How many people work with you, like, I guess in a peak time or before COVID hit, how many stylists and um, employees did you guys have? How big is your team? Yeah, our team usually varies between uh, 12 and 14 people. Uh, so, you know, shutting down, we lost, you know, a, a big team that we've built, um, it's it's uh it's tough to to say goodbye and see them and not see them in the short term but uh you know we uh we've taken time to build those relationships and uh are eager for things to open back up so we can get them back in and uh get them back on the payroll and uh and keep that relationship building further and further right so uh yeah well we are we are a small business we've got uh we've got 10 people, 10 to 12 other people with us right now, 10 to 12 other families that uh, have been affected from all this, right? For sure, yeah. And just on the family note, Neil, so I kind of forgot about this, but I'm going to bring it back now. So why, again, you moved up from Louisiana as a young child. Your dad came up for work, and you kind of stuck around ever since. Why Why St. John's? Why stick in St. John's Newfoundland? Why not? move to Toronto and kind of plant roots in Toronto once you guys were up there for school? Why not move back home? What was the logic there? Walk me through that a little bit. Right. So, yeah, we had, uh, you know, not being an, an Islander uh, by blood, uh, you know, I could definitely had seen myself years ago moving away, uh, maybe building a family elsewhere or developing a career path elsewhere. But uh, while we were away trying to build some roots in, in Toronto, uh, and see where that would go. Once we found out we were having our son, we, our son Kale, we decided, you know, we could just feel it instantly that St. John's is home. It's the place to be. Uh, that's where our families are. It's where we could see uh, ourselves building our own family as, uh, as Kira and I had both grown up here, uh, at least in our later childhood. Um, so, no, St. John's, it's just, it's, it's, it's the culture that's been built here. It's, uh, we had, I couldn't see myself uh, raising a family anywhere else. And that was instantly as I felt, uh, as we found out we were having our first son. So uh, St. John's has been great to us in building our family. Uh, 
through sports and other other programs for our children. Uh, there's been no shortage of that. So it's, you know, St. John's has always been home for me. Um, I couldn't see myself uh, starting my family elsewhere. Right? So, so I had to come back to the rock. Yeah, just one other quick thing. So um, I obviously I follow you on socials, got you on Instagram. I see Kale plays a lot of hockey. To my yeah. recollection, I don't think you ever played hockey growing up. I did. Yes, did sir. You? I did. I, well, see, that, it's whenever uh, you and I started cross paths was in basketball and I just yeah. had to give it up for ball, right? Oh, so, okay. Yeah, basketball kind of won that relationship. Well, you, can, uh, you can show him a couple things, can you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's but he's got a real knack for hockey. He's uh, he's a big kid. He's uh, he loves it. You know, he likes to uh, get out there with his buddies. So while I'm there to help him if he needs it, I'm usually behind the bench with him. Uh, cool. You know, he's he's taking it on his own. He's doing it himself. I think just having me there, uh, he really enjoys that part, right? So, but he's got all the tools himself to do it. He's uh, he's enjoying it, and uh, I'm just happy to be a part of the ride and watch him go. And hopefully, uh, our other two uh, jump in and play some hockey as well, or maybe some other sports or different activities that they want to do. But uh, yeah, as someone who's been uh, a participant and in, involved in sports for a long time, I uh, I just can't wait to support them as they grow. That's awesome, man! I, and uh, I love to hear those stories of. Uh, I love to hear those stories of people coming to this province and starting businesses and immigrating instead of uh, out migrating because we get too much. We get too much of that. And uh, I'm also a passionate Newfoundlander and Labradorian. And I guess uh, I guess it's great to see that you are too. And so that's that's awesome, man. And uh, yeah, I was able to get my citizen, my Canadian citizenship in 2014. That was uh, that was really exciting for me to start be able to uh, start voting in. Uh, in uh, different elections here in Canada and, uh, you know, calling myself a Newfoundlander. I've, uh, I've been, I've been screeched in and, uh, that was years ago, but anyway, no, I, I definitely consider Newfoundland home for me and, uh, I consider myself a Newfoundlander now. That's awesome, man. Well, thanks so much. I think we're going to clue this up because we tr like to try and keep these under an hour and I think we're getting close. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it was really great to meet you and, uh, I hear you like football too. So we'll have to have a conversation another time about uh, maybe some NFL. I, I watched the draft last night. I'm, I'm a Niners fan. So that was a, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Great to finally see some uh, actual sports happening, you know? So, uh, yeah, we could definitely chat about that. You know, thanks so much, Aaron and Shane for taking the time to have me on. Uh, hope you guys stay safe, stay well during the rest of this pandemic. And, uh, I look forward to chatting with you guys in the future. Yeah, for sure. You as well, man. Appreciate it very much. Yeah. All right. All the best, guys. Thanks so much. Thank all you. Right. See you later, buddy.